Hey everybody, thanks for checking out this week's episode of My First Sketch at MyFirstSketch.com. I'm Josh Hyam. As always, feel free to subscribe to the show on iTunes or on SoundCloud and get it automatically. You can catch the show on the Stitcher app as well. You can like the podcast on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MyFirstSketch. Email me at Josh at MyFirstSketch.com. Follow me on Twitter at MyFirstSketch. Just giving you all a heads up, I will be performing a sketch on the first night of Fitz's year-end show called Overbooked 2017 on December 29th at 9pm. Almost 30 acts over two nights, so there's tons of laughs possible. Come to night one and see me, then go to night two and see a bunch of others. But today's guest is Letitia Valoria, currently a cast member of Fit Comedy's Shakespeare-inspired improv show With Mirth and Laughter. Letitia brings a musical sketch with her, so that's right, I have to sing. I read the stage directions and play Edgar and Gunther. Letitia reads Olivia and Amanda. So let's go to the sketch. Edgar, an optimistic homeless man enters wearing a slouchy model type sweater a pair of toe socks on his hands and mittens sticking out of his pockets i finally feel like a winner but how can objects hold such weight i wonder where these majestic pieces were once from before they met nate i mean edgar me not nate edgar exits olivia enters slowly she appears to be looking for something they dared me i didn't think it was right but still they dared me the rest was up to the night my mom gave me those socks olivia stays in place Amanda enters with a stroller, looking fed up. Okay, okay, here's your milk, here's my life. There's 85% more to me than just being a wife. This sweater wouldn't have fallen if your needs didn't come first. That sweater was really expensive. I mean, it was made to look slouchy and old, but they charge you extra for it. A child named Gunther enters. I've lost my mittens. They all look up. And where are my shoes? Edgar runs upstage with a bunch of shoes and possibly a step stool. Blackout. Hey, Letitia. Hello. All right. So uh, tell me about this idea. Where did the sketch come from? Um, that you just made me sing. <laughs> uh it's like when you're walking around outside and you just see like a random uh, article of clothing mm -hmm. and, I, and I decided to make a sketch that tells the story of where 
they come from. That is uh, a totally, I'm not going to say totally universal, but that's an idea I've had before because uh, one time I went to the bank, like to the ATM on like a Sunday morning and there was an insole of a sneaker there. And I'm just like, what happened last night that this is here? Like, I completely, completely confused me. Like, so I totally understand it. I get it. Absolutely. Um, but you mentioned that this isn't, the, like, the first sketch you've written. Uh, when we were talking, like, you know, emailing back and forth and trying to plan this, you'd mentioned that you had done an internship with one of the XM shows and written something for that what what was the show what was the (laughs) oh my gosh uh it was 2007 and i interned for a show called the ron and fez show okay um which um which was just it came like right after the opie and anthony show as far as like programming Mm -hmm. goes or whatever and so i interned there and they let me write a bit and it was called Vajayjay of the Day Day. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it was supposed to be um, like they always make fun of their producer then who was named Black Girl. And uh, so my point was to eventually make him the Vajayjay of the Day Day. Okay. Um, but I <laughs> went into an extreme description of what that meant, where I started describing different, uh, essentially, vaginas. <laughs> um, and, then, and then try to like uh, attribute a personality to each kind. Okay. Um, and it was so bad (laughs) and this is apparently lost in the xm archives if they keep something oh my gosh i tried so i imagine everything's going to be archived yeah Uh. (laughs) and literally ron from the ron and fest show during my thing it was so bad he got up (laughs) and he left the room was he in it or just no, it okay. was just, it was like a monologue okay. thing. And for some reason I did a voice, like it just didn't, <laughs> it was so bad. And um, so Ron got up and left and went to the producer's like uh, thing, like room thing mm-hmm. behind me. And I could see him through the glass, like pointing and yelling. He's literally yelling at the <laughs> producer because they let me do this. But at the same time, I imagine they had what, three hours a day, three two hours like what they had a length of time that they had to fill yeah hey why not let someone do something weird that (laughs) maybe not have been vetted for us yeah they did not uh they did not appreciate it (laughs) at all like i mean i even spent like a whole bunch of time earlier that day recording like little snippets of songs Mm. they'd be like run on time it's the JJ of the day day. It's the JJ of the day day. <laughs> it's like, so I would like motion to to the to the producer to like click the thing to to like 
<laughs> and he like, the refused to have like did he like play the clip like he did okay um and then so the producer was going to go with this as far as it went and, yeah, yeah okay. that's right um it just it was nonsense it was just it was so bad like i mean even like there was a guy that did like third mic that mm. wasn't he was like sort of on the show and he was right next to me the whole time and his eyes were just wide like he couldn't believe that I was still and then I just kept going still I just did the entire it was like three pages of stuff and like Ron got up within the the first five sentences and I just kept going so so it's safe to say that it didn't fit the show (laughs) I feel And I, I appreciate that you stuck it through and finished <laughs> off. Um, so what's your introduction to comedy? Like, what, what were you watching? What made you laugh growing up? Um, I was a big fan of Tom Green. Of Tom Green? Yeah. Uh, um, I think that's the first time he's come up here. Really? I've talked to 75 people and Tom Green, <laughs> okay, let's do oh, this. Yeah. He, um, he was like my, it's very weird but he was like my my preteen crush yeah i don't i i don't think i've ever seen any episodes of the show i didn't have cable growing up Hmm. but i remember in i can't even tell you if it was middle school high school what what you know what the timeline of the show was my friends all just doing like my bum is on your lips like and i was like i don't know what that means and i don't i don't know what's happening the only time experience i really have is uh when he hosted Saturday Night Live mm. and there's some funny weird things in that and then they do that publicity stunt where they fake that uh, he and Drew Barrymore were going to get married yeah, at the end of the show. I remember that. That's really all the time Green I know. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of Road Trip. I think that, is that the one that he's in? I think Road Trip. Yeah, Road Trip and Freddie Got Fingered. I never saw Freddie Got Fingered. <laughs> that one went right past me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so what what is it about? Just like the random. And you mentioned, you say you also say like, crush. Yeah. So, okay. So. It was weird. <laughs> like, I was weird. And I was like 13 crushing on Tom Green and nobody I had a, a crush on Tom Green. I can just picture like <laughs> lockers in a, like a middle school, high school lock in a hallway. <laughs> and it's like Backstreet Boy, NSYNC, Backstreet Boy, NSYNC, Backstreet Boy. Tom Green, like, and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's making me chuckle, like, just that, yeah. that visual yeah. of it. I literally had posters of him everywhere, <laughs> like, all over my room. I would or find, him like, in Teen Beat, him in Teen Beat, or Tiger yeah. Beat, or whatever one it was called, like. <laughs> yeah, Tiger Beat. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember he even did, like, a, this whole thing in the Rolling Stone, and, like, I cut out all those pictures, <laughs> and I put them up, like, it was so dumb. Oh, goodness, um, that's and, fantastic. I'm from New York. So I would go, like, even when he, like, was on, like, TRL. Okay. <laughs> right. Because he, he was MTV, so he yeah. would have cross-promoted or, you know, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, what, okay, after, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the Tom Green thing finished for you at some point. What, <laughs> what's the next comedy thing that you're into? Like, or what's, what's your, I mean, I, I think you're primarily more an improviser more than, doing sketch is that do you think that's safe to say like um i actually didn't start improvising until like three four years ago but before that like i did uh i did stand up so i did songs and poetry okay cool 
Um, but so what's your, how do you get to stand up? Like what's, what's your progression, fandom, like when I, do you first do, I'm asking like five questions in a row there. Uh, so yeah, so what gets you to do stand up? I um, worked at this place uh, in New York called the Bowery Poetry Club. Okay. And uh, I interned there first, and then I started working. And um, I did a lot of performance poetry type stuff. And mm -hmm. then I started going to the open mics around there, and I started not... I started just like messing around with not knowing what I was gonna do. Mm -hmm. Like literally sometimes I would just sign up and then go up and look in my bag yeah. <laughs> and then talk about what was in my bag. And then at some point like I just started combining wanting to do comedy and poetry. Okay. So I started doing comedy poetry. Um, and like, Okay, and this might be really reductionist, uh, but like you're actually like writing up a poet you know i'm assuming there's gonna be like couplets and a rhyme scheme or is it going to be the more the free form like like uh, it, it sounds really awful of me yeah. but like you say comedy poetry the first yeah. thing i think of is like there once was a man from nantucket and you're you're that kind mm. of like mm -hmm. that kind of thought process not necessarily that scheme or that formula but having the joke at the end of the couplet, having the rhyme, like. Yeah, I think most of my, the the comedy that I put into my poetry was was more like making fun of the poetry. So it okay. usually never rhymed. Okay, then I'm, I, I'm on board with that. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, and then I believe I even, um, because there was a lot of slam poetry going on then, and I wasn't really into the idea of writing something and having people judge it. Right. So, uh, but I was a l friends with a lot of slam poets. And um, and so I remember even one of my poems was me having sound effects for okay. things. But then in the middle of my poem, I have an argument with the sound effects. Okay. And they leave. Hmm. <laughs> so you could have brought that. That would have been fine. I, that sounds... <laughs> Now, okay, you, I mean, now, granted, before we were recording, I poo-pooed the whole poetry idea, so <laughs> so that's on me, but that sounds fun. Uh, okay, so, like, and you see doing stand-up, like, do you actually, like, go to a more traditional stand-up approach? Like, were you doing jokes, or was it always this almost performance, poetry, I don't, I don't want to say character, because it doesn't sound like you're really doing a character mm -hmm. versus... Yeah. a parody of other slam poets or yeah no i mean i i always did that i always did music i did songs and i did poetry and um sometimes i would just go up and just talk but um definitely with my songs and stuff i made a cd in like 2006 of like a bunch of my do songs you, like are they do you have the songs like do you like do you still have a physical copy of the CD or yeah okay it's called Pain Is Fun was the <laughs> CD and you would I'm a, I'm presuming you would sell them after 
the show or hand them out or um, I had like a CD release party okay and then I sold a bunch of them then and then it actually came out like it came out like a year before a few months before I started interning at Ron and Fest so they even played okay a few of my songs on there so it was fun and they were all supposed to, like comedic and yeah okay cool yep um we glossed over like because you mentioned Tom Green and I just got completely uh, it's a sketch comedy podcast and I always say that uh, Saturday Night Live is like the the paramount of sketch yeah. comedy do you have a favorite cast member from Saturday Night Live oh um oh man they're like I really loved like Will Ferrell and like like um, uh, what's his name? Will Catan? S- no, not Will Sasso. Is it Will Sasso? Will no, Sasso is Matt TV. Um, um Daryl Hammond. I'm trying to think of like the people from that era. He uh, David Spade's for, for some or, reason. Or, I or can't now that like you're saying Will Sa- name. Farley. Yeah, uh, Chris Farley. For some reason, I couldn't remember his name. Uh. Will Sasso just got the huge like <laughs> ego trip that you just confused him with Chris Farley, and I I, I like Will Sasso generally, yeah. you know, but that's funny <laughs> to me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, what about them that made you like the like going to an extreme, and then I like uh when someone made the other people in the thing laugh, but they didn't laugh themselves. Right. Like they always stayed in character, and that's what was so funny, is like, no matter how ridiculous yeah, you, what you, they were doing You think was. about that, the famous Matt Foley sketch, where, like, you know, Spade is completely covering his mouth and trying yeah, to hide yeah. because, or Cowbell. Yeah, Where exactly. Will Ferrell's all in and stone-faced exactly. in character, but Jimmy Fallon, I mean, Jimmy Fallon laughs at everything, yeah. so he's not the best, but, yeah. Um... <laughs> All right, so where does improv come in for you? Like, because um, we, I mean, we talked and uh, you you were doing improv in Bethlehem or, yeah, right? Uh, yep. Bethlehem, Allentown? Uh, in Bethlehem. And um, I didn't start doing it until I moved out of New York, which is weird. <laughs> so, yeah, because there's no opportunities in New York City to do improv <laughs> at all. So let's go to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania yeah. and find improv there. Yeah. And literally, like, I knew people that were in the improv scene, but, like, I just never was into improv. Okay. Uh, so, so, so yeah, yeah, so what? why is it Bethlehem? Why? Well, um, as far as the comedy scene there, there wasn't much of it. And no. I had, I was... I got married, we moved to Bethlehem, I had a baby, uh, and then this was like, when my son was like nine months old, I was just like, I need to go back out and perform. <laughs> yeah, you need to be like, and again, this, is gonna, like, this might sound awful, but like, I can, I can totally see, can I not have parent time, and can I yes. have creative time, like me time, like yep. I, I totally see that, like, I'm not a parent, like I'm an uncle. And being an uncle has made me not want to be a parent, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can totally see that. Like, all right, I need, I need to get out. I need, yeah, to not have my audience be a nine month old oh as much as I love you. Yeah, you yeah. laugh at my keys jangling. <laughs> let's <laughs> yeah. let's try to yep. flex that muscle again. Yep. 
Okay, and so that ha- was that So was what do you hard. find out about in Bethlehem? Like I looked up like I just looked up stuff and there was there were some open mics that I had gone to but they were primarily like music open yeah. mics and which was a new thing sort of to me because I guess like I started off like with the open mics that I went to in New York uh, yeah, they I, were I feel, everything. I, I feel like well, or in New York, there's either going to be a bigger variety yeah. or it's going to be more specialized where you are going to have your poetry, you are yeah, going to yeah. have your comedy, you're going to have your music, where in Bethlehem, it's not going to be specialized, but the variety is going to shrink. Like, yeah. it's going to be music. I'm going to assume it's going to be dude with the acoustic guitar. Correct. <laughs> six out of the seven people. Yep. Like, yep. Playing the same three chords, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, all doing John Mayer impressions. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. And I remember going to a to like a, one of the open mics and doing one of my songs, which is usually like the one that like could go awfully wrong. Okay, because it's just raunchy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so I did that and. I like the room was really weird and I for some reason decided to uh get the audience to give me mad lib words. Okay. So that I could replace all the bad words in the song okay. with mad lib words, which in my fun. head sounded hilarious. It, it does. <laughs> um unfortunately, in my head, I already see the problem <laughs> that the mad lib words might not be funny as replacements. Right. Especially when they don't know what the song was, right? So there's that a was there's awful. a there's a way to to do that premise, for sure. Yeah, and it were and it, it's going to work and it's going to be funny. That way might not be the way. Correct, <laughs> correct. In a room full of people that have never seen me before, yeah, or heard any of my stuff, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so after after that, then I started looking at what other stuff like was going on and then I saw that there was like a short form improv group that was holding auditions and I decided to audition. I had never auditioned for anything. Okay. And I auditioned and I got into the group. And so, it's the short form, so it's the games, the Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I had never done improv either. Okay. So I don't even know how I I mean, I don't know. But I got in. Okay. <laughs> um so I'm assuming with like short form, like were you familiar with short form before doing like, like had you seen like Who's Line? Yeah, or, I had seen Who's Line. Like, because that's going to be the most famous short form. Yep. Out there, so yeah. Okay. So you were at least somewhat prepared of going in. You you kind you yeah. might have been able to ex- to know what to expect. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, from it's so very hard coming from like a like. I'm writing my own stuff and then I'm presenting sure, it. Sure, absolutely. Uh, to improv because, like, I did not, I didn't even know there were things that I did that I had no idea. Like, I couldn't, I didn't look at people in the eyes. Like, mm-hmm. I just, uh, like, from from New York. Yeah, it's I don't absolutely. Look I, I totally see that too. Like, it's, you know, going from an individual, very me by myself behind a microphone to a. Yep. A team function yeah. is definitely a transition that is yeah. going to take some time. Yep. 
and I tended to go over the like that whole Tom Green thing in me where I just like if I was assigned a character I'm over the top like way too much and everybody's like okay <laughs> you can, yeah you can scale back a little bit uh okay do you think you could still watch Tom Green now and like find the humor that was there originally so that's interesting that you asked that because I recently saw him in Bethlehem. He performed. He did a stand-up set. Okay, but is his stand-up set is his stand-up set similar to the show? Yes. Still, uh, he's still it, doing it, that kind of like. Like he wasn't sitting down doing stuff, or he did. He didn't have props, but he yelled a lot, and he was random a lot, and it, was, it wasn't like tradition. Like, like it he, wasn't, he's not doing like a Jerry Seinfeld. Hey, what's the deal with? Right. Okay. Right. Uh, and that was that was actually the only time I've ever seen him mm-hmm. live, and. Did you did you like fangirl out and like oh my god? <laughs> I started to. I was all the way in the front because I went by myself and there was like one single seat yeah. available in the front. Yeah, you get that one single. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I usually go to you know stand shows by myself when I go, and I'm always that one random like <laughs> yeah. plopped with the three song or yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I was like right there. Uh. But like eighty percent of his set was him yelling things out from his movies, and people like being like, "Yeah, okay, you said it. okay." So, <laughs> so that's a thing. Yeah, um, like more so than like other like I've seen comedians like been like, "Hey, this is the thing that people know me for." But yeah. he d- he just yelled things. <laughs> I yeah, uh, a couple years ago, and I and I've mentioned this before to people. Uh, I saw Dave Keckner. Okay. Who's a, a stand-up? He's he's oh he he's you know actor comedian stand, but he did stand-up and he's you know he's Champ from Anchorman. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Former Saturday Night Live cast member does a couple different sitcoms and stuff. Mm-hmm. So and I don't know. I was like, yeah, Dave Keckner, yeah, I'll I'll go see his stand-up. Seventy mm-hmm. percent of the show was just his the lines from Anchorman. And like I'm just sitting there, and I have I've got no time for that. Like (laughs) I was like, if I wanted to see, like I would just watch Anchorman. Like (laughs) you saying them in front of me doesn't yeah help anything. Like yeah, so I totally understand. Like okay, I mean he didn't he didn't even just yell out his lines. He yelled at his lines, and he's like, yeah. How about those lines? How many other lines from other movies can you remember? What? How? How great, like, yeah, my movies didn't do great, but but yell out lines. And then there were, like, five minutes of people yelling out lines and then him repeating the lines and that. So that was super weird. Oh, my. I, <laughs> it was like. <laughs> there's, there's rage building in me because I can't imagine enjoying any part of it. I've never seen that <laughs> Just before. Just being so, like. Like, like I, most I can see myself the being there, like, cross-armed, like, I paid money for like yeah and two drink minute like yeah yeah i mm. I think he was literally just making people cheer for him yeah like it wasn't it it which so we're saying tom green's gotten lazy and (laughs) yeah the the crush is definitely broken (laughs) yeah i mean my heart was broken oh my heart i was like oh no i i shouldn't have seen him live (laughs) hold on to the the memories (laughs) yeah don't let anything sully the MTV show. 
Um, okay, so you're doing. <laughs> we take another jerk. Uh, another detour through time green. I'll bring him up one more time later. <laughs> uh, so improv in Bethlehem, short yep. form. Are you taking classes? Did you, did you like? I took classes at Fit. So it's not until you come down to Philadelphia. Yeah. So uh, how how long before you decide? Hey, Bethlehem's a really small town in the middle of nothing. <laughs> Philadelphia is only an hour and a half away. Let's no. check that out. Yeah, that that was. I was in that short form group for like three years. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't even talk to anybody else within that scene because this group just happened to be really like okay. closed off, I guess. Uh, which I didn't know because they were the first people in the mm-hmm. comedy scene that I met. So I didn't know anything about them. Um, so, yeah, I did that. And then I started doing some other things um, with other people. And that's when I sort of, like, there's a there's a nice scene now. Like, it's definitely built. I was about to say, with, with Steel Stacks opening, yeah. there's definitely become... Uh, it's grown further than yeah what you would expect improv in Bethlehem to be. Definitely, definitely. Like, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm crapping on Bethlehem way too much, but that's fine. <laughs> no, I mean uh, Iowa, Bethlehem. <laughs> like, there's certain places I make fun of on the show all the time, and apparently Bethlehem's yeah. one of them now. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it grew a little bit, and uh. But, like, I think, like, somebody had mentioned, oh, there's a diversity program at FIT. Okay. And I applied for that. And I got the scholarship, so I got to take, like, the classes for free. Cool, cool. Uh, so that was, like, a big thing. And then, like, coming to the shows there, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> was, was there a difference between what you were doing? Like, did, like, or, oh, I'm not going to ask I'm not going to ask that question anymore. <laughs> I'm going to move on. <laughs> so you come down to, I was going to say, is there a big quality difference? And that's just mm. a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> so you're coming down to Philadelphia now. Um, all right. So improv classes that fit. 101. Who's your instructor? Fred Brown. Two? David Danella. Did you do three? Yep. With Mike Marbach. And four? Kristen Shear. I believe you just did the conservatory. Yep. With? Steve um he was just announced in a show i went to last week so i believe it's klein klein adler klein whatever that sounds right that's close enough (laughs) i'm sorry steve yeah we've never met i'm sorry steve (laughs) no the conservatory that you did was shakespeare was the shakespeare one okay um which is well let's not jump all that way uh, you recently uh, were cast for a part in Sarah Clemency's musical, yes. Becoming Vegan, yes. which I missed. Uh, tell me about your experience being, I believe Facebook has you as a, what fruit, what are you? The the fruit costume, what? what? Oh, I, um, I, like I was it's a you, Beth, banana. And you were the, okay. So oh, you no, wait, the, I was a stalk of corn. Okay, That's what it was. You were corn, because I, I think... Uh, I'm blanking on his name. Scott Campbell is the banana. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's that's the photo I keep seeing of you online. <laughs> yeah. Um. So tell me about becoming vegan. Oh my gosh, that was possibly one of the most fun things I ever worked on. And yeah. Because all right. To be fair, 
we've been talking about doing this episode for a while <laughs> and conservatory and becoming vegan have put roadblocks in our way mm. for the last couple <laughs> months so so nuts to you guys but now we're finally here back to vegan okay go yeah i mean it was it i got to be a hamburger <laughs> a, a sexy a sexy <laughs> seductive hamburger <laughs> um and um and the the whole show was just so great like sarah i can't even believe like she did all of that like mm-hmm. oh my gosh wrote the whole thing the music the words the the script the everything it's just like <laughs> oh there's so much um and uh and there were only five of us in the show say, it's a two very main small people. cast very yeah Yep, there were three of us that were ensemble, and she hadn't even originally meant to have ensemble members. She, like, created that later. Mm. Um, so, I mean, that that whole thing was incredible. And, um, yeah, I don't even know what to, what to, like, say. Like, everything, everybody that was a part of it was really fun. That show was actually the first show my dad came to see yeah uh literally the i have been doing so, comedy i was gonna say so he's so he's never seen, seen any of the short form in bethlehem he's never nope. seen anything you've done down here at fit but nope. that how did he enjoy it he really enjoyed it oh, like good. he loves musicals okay that's so cool. this was like he like actually so, so you really finally went it. to his wheelhouse <laughs> okay <laughs> all this time being selfish and not doing anything for your like <laughs> that's stupid <laughs> yeah and my son came to it too and he, he like, like had the songs in his head like afterwards. how how old is he now? like He's five okay and i i imagine seeing people dressed up as things of food are <laughs> yeah. gonna be somewhat appealing to a five-year-old <laughs> yes. so that's it's yeah. another wheelhouse thing for him that's good <laughs> <laughs> so you do the conservatory um of improv in the style of Shakespeare. Yep. Now, I didn't see it because, I'm not going to lie, I don't see improv shows very <laughs> often. Um, like, and is this, like, full old English? Like, you're trying to... M- we are not, like, if you know the language, you could speak it if you use it correctly. But right. if you don't, as long as you're speaking in um so it's it might necessarily be more about not necessarily the language but the style of yeah. how those shows are acted now yeah i guess then and i mean plot points and stuff like that those stick really really closely to shakespeare like we there's going to be deaths there's going to be right right backstabbing mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming soliloquies at, yes. at certain points yes. uh Random people hiding behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. Fairies. Fools. Like. Yep. Uh, yep. King Lear's my favorite thing, so I, <laughs> I'm just trying to remember everything from King Lear. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, even, even like, some of the things we had to, like, work on was not... For some reason, we all had the tendency to want to be, like, servants or something. Like, like people... Oh, that's interesting. Like, coming up or mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, but, but that's not Shakespeare. Shakespeare... No. No, that's da- that's Down Abbey, like more than Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shakespeare is kings getting destroyed. Exactly. And, yeah. And love teenagers in love and ruining their lives and <laughs> yeah. 
king uh more kings getting destroyed <laughs> yeah princes getting destroyed yep. uh evil uh, yeah so um so is there there's a different cast between the conservatory class yep. and with mirth and laughter right like yep. um so you've you've done the two different sides of it. i think steve Clark kind of is yep. directing both that's right <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's so stupid <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between the two for you? Like, now, granted, like full disclosure, we're recording this before the actual premiere, mm-hmm. and it's going to go up after the actual premiere. But in rehearsals, at least, there has to be a difference between the two yeah. casts that you've dealt with so far. It's actually really different. Um, like, there's a lot of things that are uh, sort of the same, where we still use the same kind of like uh, plot, pl- like like trying to still follow mm-hmm. things that that Shakespeare would Mm -hmm. write, Um, but it's much more um, Shakespearean, I think, like the, the, the show. And we actually, how many, how many shows did you guys do with the conservatory? Four. Okay. So Mm -hmm. it's okay. Yep. And with this, like we're actually starting with the soliloquy and, and doing that stuff and practicing, sonnets and uh oh my gosh that's so much work yeah it is it is a lot of work like um and i think like with uh with the conservatory we uh leaned a little bit more in like the the jokiness of it sure um and we uh we as as steve says a little too monty python (laughs) okay for whatever reason, like when you were talking about Shakespeare, I was almost exclusively thinking of the tragedies. Are you mm-hmm. focusing on the style of the tragedies versus the style of the comedies? Like, it's all. It's actually we're doing all of it, and because <laughs> like I now that I think about it, there's there, there's an opportunity that one night you could do an improv styled King Lear, you know, King Lear styled improv. Yeah. And then two weeks later you could do a Midsummer's Night's Dream. That's right. And be vastly different shows. Yeah. Oh, that's intriguing to me now. Now that I think about it. And it's it's been like that in rehearsals where it's like they've been we've done vastly different things every time and we uh, surprise or like we get to mm-hmm. we're like oh man <laughs> wow huh yeah all right uh so what else do you do in the city because like i mean you, you i know you've hosted shows at is, is this your main project now or are you are you stretching that stand-up self-performance muscle at all um i still i still have done uh stand up i've been i've written songs and stuff since then um and poetry uh but i don't really go out and do them all the time mm-hmm. um i actually just did a show in bethlehem at steel stack called uh, improvised stand up okay wait in, in, okay so how does that work um they got to stand up and they like choose three words and they put them up on like a screen and you have to like talk about oh, okay. them okay okay yeah okay so what what drew you to do in comedy? Like, 
What what? What drew you to do co- like? I mean, you mentioned you mentioned transitioning from poetry to getting the laugh through the poetry, and then music and dabbling in the JJ of the day day on <laughs> <laughs> your internship, and then eventually like improv. But why why keep pursuing it? Because there have been like listening to you, it feels like there have been stretches where you're you haven't done it. Yeah. So why did you go back and? do it again or keep coming back to it um i've what i've always wanted to do and i mean uh the stretches when i didn't do it were possibly the most depressed times of my life so okay so there's a clear (laughs) difference in your lifestyle your mood yeah when you're not trying to be funny you make people laugh yeah creative outlet like okay yeah and uh, also, like, I naturally always, did, like, it was my coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Like, anytime, like, that was the way I avoided conflict. <laughs> it was the way I avoided trouble at home. <laughs> <laughs> so. and I, and I, yeah. And I guess, because you grew up in New York yeah. City, like, so there's, I mean, I'm not going to stereotype New York City, but there's going to be some kind of cl- conflict. Yes. At whatever school, you're, there's going to be something going down. That's right. No matter, you know, you might not try to be doing it, but there's going to be some kind of mistake in, you know, whatever. Yeah. So trying to get your, the laugh to get out of it is. Yeah. I tended more for the runaway side than the laugh side because it's generally the laugh side that got me in trouble. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> you can go your way too. That's fine. Um, <laughs> and then what's something that you've learned from comedy since the. You've, you've dabbled in a bunch of the different areas of comedy. You've got to have learned something from it. Yeah, that the, it's, you never know all of it. <laughs> Just, <laughs> it's crazy how long, like, in my head when I was, when I started doing improv, and I'm like, oh, this will be fine. I've been doing, I've been doing stand-up for, for over 10 years. Yeah. And then, like, like just being like, wow, I know nothing about this. And the more I learned, like the more, uh, like it made my standup better to be better at improv and uh, and my music better. And mm-hmm. just like, it's it took me down notches. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Where. I really spent a long time, especially since, uh, like that the open mics that I went to like went to religiously for like a decade, and mm-hmm. we were all the same people, and a bunch of people like made it, like quote unquote made it, mm-hmm. and um, and did all this stuff, and and uh, and then like moving to Bethlehem, like I thought it was hot shit, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you were a fish in a big pond coming to a much smaller pond again, yep. shitting on Bethlehem. Uh, <laughs> coming to a, a smaller pond, so you're gonna you're going to like, yeah, I've got a leg up on all of you. Like, for, I totally see that. Like, <laughs> even if I were going up there from Philadelphia, I'm like, what do you guys know? I'm from yeah. Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take that. Yeah. You have a minor league team in steel, like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't till like I let go. Of a lot of that that I even started 
like making friends and and stuff like where because I feel like when I was in the short form group like it wasn't about making friends like that was more like like it was like performing we were performing okay and uh we'd hang out sometimes but it wasn't really hanging out and then afterwards like uh and like again coming from like New York and that whole thing like one of the one of the hosts of the open mic is is the person that married literally officiated my wedding oh that's nice you know like and a bunch of people from the open like were the band so, were the DJ so there was the, a definitely a difference in like the uh, I'm not gonna be able to say this word uh, the the camaraderie mm-hmm. uh, between New York and Bethlehem for you like yeah like where it sounds like Bethlehem at least in that short form that short form group that was a job yeah compared to and it wasn't like that with the other stuff in Bethlehem I think it was just that group maybe okay. and um because that was the other the one I when I left the group is when I started making friends in that scene mm-hmm. um and uh yeah I mean I don't know it was weird but definitely learning different like my favorite part of comedy has been learning the different parts of it yeah. And just feeling like there's always another part that I don't know. Yeah, and 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 then learning how the different muscles that you flex for each mm-hmm. different thing can help the other, and vice, like you know, like that yeah. circle, that triangle of sketch, comedy, improv, other performances. Like, yeah, I didn't even realize I wasn't like a good listener. I literally, when I first started doing improv, thought I had a hearing problem, and I went and I got my hearing checked. And he was like, your hearing is great. And I was like, what? So, so you're just not listening. Like, you just yeah, weren't listening. I was wow. just wasn't. I was, I was thinking all the time. Yeah. And, and wouldn't hear people say things because I was so, like, inside of no, my no. brain. So you actually <laughs> went and did that, like, beep, 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 yeah, beep, yeah. beep. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. He literally, like, the, the doctor was literally like you i could drop a pen in the other room and you could hear it is how good your hearing is and i was like what I, and i suppose like when you're always trying to think of the response like and and everyone says it like mm-hmm. you know actually listen to people and don't think of your what you're going to say in response to that person before they actually finish yeah. talking like yeah. but i got to say it really quickly after they say it like i got that's how that works that's how <laughs> yeah. conversations are yep hmm that's funny yeah I mean, I realized that I did that in real life. Like, a lot of times people would be talking to me, and I would be like, ooh, I'm going to say this thing, and then I could not hear anything else that they said <laughs> because I was just thinking I'm waiting yeah, to get, say this thing. Yeah, getting caught in the second sentence, like, oh, there's a good point there, and then just completely <laughs> forgetting what the other yeah. five that they say. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yep. I Daily, maybe hourly <laughs> basis for me. Like, I'm trying to listen on the podcast, and I'm sure sometimes I fail. Uh, but yes, I, I totally, totally see that one yeah. for sure. <laughs> that is me. Thanks, Letitia. Thank you. You can see Letitia in With Mirth and Laughter this Friday, December 22nd, or next Friday, December 29th at 7 p.m. at FIT. Tickets are available at fitcomedy.com. After that, With Mirth and Laughter settles into the second and fourth Fridays of the month. Also, Letitia mentioned a CD that she released. 
So if you want to deep dive and see what she was up to back then, you can find tracks from Pain Is Fun on her MySpace page. Because remember, MySpace is still a thing. If you haven't heard about it, where have you been? This Friday, head to Fishtown and check out Secret Pants' annual holiday show. Christmas in July, but in December, at Johnny Brenda's. December 22nd, starting at 9 p.m. The acts include American Express, Rebecca Richards, The McGraw Brothers, Randy Warhol, Jeff Jackson, The Mary Krampus, Chanel Ali, Doogie Horner, Gavin Riley Smoke Machine, and Chip Chantry. Tickets are available at johnnybrendas.com, and you really should go. It's generally my favorite show of the year. And then don't forget about me performing in Overbooked 2017, the year-end sketch show at Philly Improv Theater, December 29th, 9 p.m. Tickets are available at fitcomedy.com. My first sketch is a Philly Sketchfest production. You can find out more information at phillysketchfest.com or on Twitter at phlsketchfest. Also, for more information about comedy in Philly, head to woodercooler.com. The music on this episode is by the band Nono, which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. And you can like my first sketch on Facebook. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Go see some comedy.